Welcome to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. Get Your Barbecue On is a show for backyard cooks looking for tips and insight into barbecuing, grilling, entertaining, and enjoying themselves outside with delicious food. Each week, we'll share some barbecuing and grilling tips, techniques, recipes, and a few pitmaster secrets you just have to know. Every show will feature fun, interesting, and informative guests, and will also answer listener questions. Please send your questions to getyourbbqon at gmail.com or visit our website at kenshardwoodbbq.com and click radio show. Hey, welcome to today's show. This is Ken Alexander with Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander. And I'm here with the doctor, uh-huh. Dr. Andre Jones. That's me. All right. Doctor, we have a fabulous show planned today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're going to talk about turkeys and smoking turkeys oh okay yeah, all yeah. right yeah yeah it's, it's, it's gonna, getting close to that season it is that time yeah you know, it's november is here and it's time to do some things with turkey that sounds good all right so we're gonna talk to our listeners we're gonna teach them how to smoke turkeys today but we also have a remarkable guest on the second half of the show. Oh, uh, who we have? We have Candace Thomas. Ooh. She's from she's an acupuncturist. Really? Actually won the Arizona Daily Star Reader's Choice Award for the last two years. No the winner, way. Best acupuncturist. Really? Yes, back to yes, back. Yes, back to back. Nice. Right. She's gonna be talking to us about acupuncture she's uh-huh. going to demystify some Ooh. of it you know for the listening audience and, oh. and us too oh good yeah i have right. questions right 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 <laughs> i got some questions and concerns <laughs> yes and also she's going to be talking to us about food toxicity Ooh. and we'll let her explain that yeah i'm yeah. curious and also she's writing a book no way right really she's gonna, yeah she's got a lot to share with us so uh all right Stick around for the second half of the show for Candace Thomas, but uh, in the meantime- In between time. Let's talk turkey. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) So we're going to talk about smoking turkeys, and like it's that time of year, you know, at the restaurant, we smoke turkeys. We sell smoked turkeys during, we always starting in November, we'll sell them through the new year. Right. But uh, we're going to teach our listening audience how to smoke turkeys. All right. I have a lot of questions about turkeys. Like, how do you do that? Like, well, what what is the process? Okay. We're how do you smoke a perfect this? turkey? Well, let's first, we need to buy a turkey. Oh, okay. Well, well, that would <laughs> yeah, be a good place to start. Turkey. So let's, let's talk about, and this time of year, as we approach Thanksgiving, yeah. a lot of grocery stores have sales. Yeah, they're turkeys. everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. But how do you pick and, the right turkey, though? Well, okay, you, you, Jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, but, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, but anyway, we are looking for a turkey yeah. between 12 to 15 pounds. Really? Right, right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, those smoke best. They're sort of like the perfect weight. The smoking process is only going to take about six to seven hours, but it oh. just depends on how accurate the temperature, the cooking temperature oh. is in your smoker. Got it. So one of the things I recommend is that you give about 45 minutes to an hour like a little time mm-hmm. as far as buffer okay a okay buffer time all right 
for the turkey to get done because the last thing you want is everything's ready and all the guests are waiting for <laughs> the turkey. And you're saying, uh, uh, okay, the turkey will be ready here shortly. Ready here shortly. So you don't want the turkey cook time to go past the planned serving time. Right, right. So anyway. Then you have hungry guests, and that's right, just not good. Right. So it doesn't hurt for the turkey to be ready early. Oh, right, right, right. right. So, yeah. So plan, Surprise everybody. plan some buffer time when you're smoking the turkey. All right, good, good. All right, good so, call. so we talked about what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Most turkeys, uh, grocery stores at this time, they're going to be offering turkeys at a great price. Yeah. Uh, typically, they do two things. One is they offer turkeys with a minimum purchase. Right. So they'll give you a price, and you mm-hmm. can get turkeys for less than a dollar or whatever if you have a minimum purchase of $25, $50, whatever. Right. But even if you don't make the minimum purchase, the turkey price is still pretty good. Right, so right. You, you're gonna get a good price if you don't wanna make the minimum purchase. Right. See, the other thing is, depending on, and we're just talking about the size of the turkey again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the number of guests you have. So. Right. I would say let's plan about as far as how much turkey to buy mm-hmm. is plan about a pound of turkey per guest. Really? A pound per a guest? Pound, a pound of turkey per guest. Okay. So that's fair. Right. And the thing is that if you say you have a lot of people coming by, you mm-hmm. have 20 people, 18 people, whatever. Yeah. My recommendation would just to be buy another turkey. I was about to say, just buy two. Buy two turkeys. Yeah, so buy, that makes sense. Maybe buy two 12 pounds, buy two turkeys. Yeah. And the thing about that is so you keep the cooking time the same. Uh-huh. So if the cooking time six to seven hours, you keep it the same. Right. And then you're also going to have some extra legs, some extra wings. Yeah. Some extra things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. So that will just make your dinner a little better. Better, right. Some, yeah. A little bit bigger. Little yeah, bit that's bigger all it is. And a little yeah. better because you have some people like the legs, some yeah. people like the wings. True. And you have more now. I like that. But, uh, and cook that, them at the same time. Yeah, so instead of trying to go and buy a 20-pound turkey or something yeah. like that, yeah. just buy another smaller turkey and just prepare it the same way, cook them at the same time, and you're good. Oh, you're, that's a, You're golden, that's, just like we want that turkey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So, so go to the grocery store, get uh-huh. a turkey. Yeah, uh, you can buy turkeys fresh, or you can buy them frozen. Okay. Okay. So, what would that, you recommend? They're gonna be cheaper if you buy them frozen. Really? Right, right, right. Because the, they've got a ton of frozen turkeys. Fresh turkeys uh-huh. are very uh, a lot more expensive than a frozen turkey. Okay. Typically. Okay. Unless it's getting really close to Thanksgiving. Right. So it can go <laughs> right. either way. You know, right. Because people know that if you buy a frozen turkey, you didn't have time to throw it out. Right. Throw it out. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. But it just depends. Okay. You know, so. That makes sense. That right. makes sense. Right. Now, the other thing about turkeys is because as we go to prep, uh-huh. we're going to talk about brining our turkey. Ooh. And one of the reasons that you would brine, there's a few reasons. One is that you brine meat to preserve it. A lot of packing companies, they will put meat in, and also like to pickling, you know, when mm. you pickle something like corned beef or something like that, right. that's done with a brine. Okay. Oh, okay. But wow. so, yeah, so it adds flavor yeah. and it preserves it and, mm-hmm. and those things. But what we're doing, we're going to brine because you can 
add flavor, preserve, yep. yeah. tenderize. Oh. Those are reasons that you will use a brine. But we're going to brine to add flavor to this turkey. Ooh, that's And typically good. a brine, the main ingredients are water and salt. Really? Right. That's and it? and if you and when you use salt, you're going to use kosher salt. You don't want to use iodized salt table salt or anything yeah Yeah, you want to use kosher salt that's the recommendation and then the other thing is many turkeys are injected with a flavor solution and sometimes they're already brined and if you Mm. look on a turkey and you look on about on the bag it'll already say that it has like a salt solution or those if you can find a turkey that does not have the salt solution that hasn't already been brined. Yeah. That is what, for this recipe, that is what I recommend. But if you can't, then it's okay. Okay. But the thing is, if it hasn't already been brined or injected, our brine solution is going to be more fully absorbed Mm. if it hasn't already been injected and brined. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh, all right, all right. All right. So, I'm following along. I'm following. All right, along. so that's the turkey. That's that's the turkey that we're looking for. The turkey that we're looking for, twelve to fifteen pounds. That's, yeah. The turkey that we're looking for is it doesn't matter whether it's fresh or frozen. frozen right. Uh, the turkey that we're looking for hasn't been injected and hasn't been brined, but if it has, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah. All okay. Right? I'm following along so far. Sure. I'm I'm really excited. So you know how to find a turkey. Yeah. All right. Yay. So now we're gonna now prep. What? Yeah, now okay, what? Okay, so we always start with a fresh or a thawed frozen turkey. Now, if you're going to thaw your turkey, there's two ways to thaw it so you don't run into any foodborne illness issues. Yeah. One is to thaw it in the refrigerator. Right. So it's going to take a few days. It's going to take two to three days. Really? If you just sit in the refrigerator and let it thaw. If it's hard frozen, that's about how long it's going to take. Wow. So get it in there, plan ahead, Good. Yeah. and- Thaw your turkey. turkey out. Yeah. Right, right. So, and we need to brine this turkey. So, brining takes an overnight process. So, you want to make sure your turkey's thawed. Yeah. At least a day before right. you're going to cook the turkey. Wow. All right. So, again, thawing a frozen turkey in the refrigerator. The other way you thaw frozen turkey is under cold running water. But turkeys are pretty big. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Going to take a lot of water. So my recommendation is thaw it in the refrigerator. (laughs) Right. Makes sense. Right. So those are the proper ways to thaw a turkey. Now, one of the things you do as we get this turkey, we pull it out of the bag. We want to pull out the little giblet pack, which is right over under the little flap where the neck used to be. Uh, And then uh, we're going to reach inside the turkey uh and then we're going to take out the turkey neck. Uh, We don't want to try to cook the turkey with those things in there. We're going vegetarian this year. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, well, the bag and the turkey neck, (laughs) they will be good if cooked and seasoned properly. They will be great in your homemade gravy. It doesn't even have to be homemade. But It'll go great in your gravy and also in your cornbread dressing if you cook them and, and season them properly. I give that to my mother. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> Let my mother right. do that. <laughs> right, right. So now you have the turkey there. So yeah. the next thing you do, we're going to create a brine. There are some great brining recipes online, and I suggest you just go online, find you a good brine recipe, yeah, and and use that. Now I'm going to use my preferred brine, which is a Cajun style flavored brine. Yeah, so we cool it. It's the same brine we use at the restaurant. Yeah. 
And at the restaurant, we're brining probably 10 to 12 turkeys at a time. So we have a big, wow. yeah, we have a big thing and we create all this brine and, yeah, and, just, and we let them, and we just push the whole thing in the walk-in right. and let those turkeys brine overnight. Ooh. So the thing is you want to go ahead, get your recipe, create your brine. Yeah. And then you want the turkey to be submerged completely in the brine. So you need some type of container big enough to hold the turkey yeah. or turkeys right. and submerge it in the brine. Uh -huh. And they also have these bags that you can buy from the grocery store that you can brine in. And then it's probably the same as some of those cooking bags. But mm -hmm. you could take it, you could drop the turkey in, put the turkey in the bag, yeah. and then you could pour the brine over the bag and yeah. then you just... Get all the air out or push all the air, air out, out. Yes. and then just wrap it up real good and put wow. a tie on it yeah. and wrap up the turkey real good. Got it. And that has to sit overnight. Right. right. Yeah. And then you put it in the refrigerator uh -huh. and you let it sit overnight. Wow. Yeah, because typically you want to make sure that you brine in it at least an hour for every pound mm. of meat. Got it. So if you got a 12-pound turkey, it 12 needs hours. to 12 hours. So typically- if you let it go overnight, it'll be great. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Now, so as we're preparing that turkey, one of the things is they always have a little thing that's holding the legs. Yeah. I, I didn't mention that, but you could pull that off too. Or you could just pull one leg out and then when you get ready to smoke the turkey, you can put the leg back, back in, in. And, and let it stay in there. Okay. But otherwise, you would want to tie the legs up with some uh, cooking like string. Yeah. And you can tie tie the legs back up as you're getting ready to do it. So anyway, so you brine it. You pull the turkey out the next day. Uh-huh. All right. So you pull the turkey out of the brine. And one of the other things is that you can kind of create your own rub. Create, really? Create a rub. And so if you didn't have time to brine the turkey, then you could just create a rub and not oh. brine it. And I have my homemade Cajun rub that mm -hmm. I'm going to use. But again... There's rub recipes, there's rubs you can buy for poultry or whatever, and you could just throw that on the turkey. But the thing is, so we're going to take olive oil. Mm -hmm. So the turkey's dry, yeah. kind of patted dry, and we're going to take olive oil and we're going to pour it and spread it on the turkey. We got it. Now that's going to help the skin crisp up and mm. get brown. And otherwise the skin could have a tendency, especially with smoked turkeys, to be tough. Mm. And so we're going to take it olive oil and also will help as a binder when you mm -hmm. put the rub on there. So you take that, put the rub, rub on, on it. Yeah. Right. And then we're going to take that other leg, stick it back in back there. In. Yep. And then also we're going to fold the wings under the body of the turkey. Wow. And so that'll keep the little point of the wing from getting too crispy, crispy or yeah. burning or anything like that. Just stick it under there just like that. Okay. All right. So- my turkey's ready. Mm -hmm. We And then there's one other thing. Huh. One other thing I like to do is I like to inject the breast. Oh, yes. We've talked about this long, long, long time ago in season right. one. Right, yeah. Right, right. So one of the things you can do. Yeah. So as I'm making my rub, I make a little fluid that uh -huh. I can inject into the turkey. Yeah. So I just take it, mix it up in a little cup, and then I take my meat injector. injector yeah. And then I inject both the breasts in a couple of different places. Oh, wow. So those are all the things that, mm. that I've done to make sure that the turkey stays moist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And then it's ready to go. Ready okay. Ready to get on the grill. Now, how do we prepare the grill? Yeah. We're going to set up the grill for indirect heat. 
Okay. And the temperature that we're going to cook at is 225 degrees. Okay. All right. We set up indirect heat. We want 225 degrees. So now that will be all be done because we want it at 225 degrees when we go out and put the turkey on. Mm -hmm. And we want to keep it at that temperature. So regardless of whatever kind of grill, it's indirect heat. If you have a smoker, you can just turn the dial to 225. One right. of those electric smokers or pellet smokers, just put it on 225, 225 and right. there you go. If you have like charcoal or wood, then you're going to have to constantly work that fire. Ooh, and constantly that fire. putting that, right, yeah, right, putting right, the wood right. and charcoal in. Right. So Your work is not done. Plan on about 30 minutes per pound for Ooh. the turkey. All right. And we already talked about adding that buffer time in mm -hmm. there. All right. And so we're going to put the turkey on and we're just going to let it go. Okay. Just don't touch it. No looky-loos. No looky-loos. Let it go. About halfway through, you can check it and see, check the temperature, see how it's doing. If it looks like the skin is maybe drying out or something, you can add some more olive oil on okay. the skin. All right. Something like that. Okay. And then so the target temperature that we're trying to reach for poultry is 165 165 degrees mm -hmm. so we're going to take that thermometer and we're going to stick that thermometer right down in the medius part of the breast okay and when we get to 165 then it's ready to go wow right and so we'll pull the turkey off mm -hmm. let it rest for about 15 minutes uh-huh and uh it's ready to slice thanksgiving's ready Thanksgiving's ready. The turkey's wow. ready. Wow. Right. Okay. Not right. bad. Yeah. So that is smoking a turkey. Wow. Okay. That's pretty yeah. easy. Right. I mean, it's still plenty of time before Thanksgiving. So if you have any questions, please go to the website. Yes. And leave your question or send us an email at get your BBQ on at gmail.com. All right. Or go to our website at Ken's Hardwood BBQ.com. And just click podcast, podcast. Mm -hmm. and there's a place right there to leave a question. And we would love to, we want to make sure you're ready Yes, for Thanksgiving. So uh, we'd love and to answer any questions you might have for smoking a turkey. Woo. I, I think I might get a trial turkey and see if I can do it. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Why not? At this time, it's time for us to take a break. We'll be right back with the doctor. Uh -huh. And we'll be answering a listener's question. All right. Talk to you in a few minutes. This is Ken from Ken's Hardwood Barbecue Restaurant, where we have created a blend of barbecue and Southern cooking. We have taken the best barbecue styles and flavors from Texas, Missouri, and the Carolinas. What food has meant to my family is a way to come together in fellowship. We invite you to come and join us. We are located at 5250 East 22nd Street in Tucson at the crossroads of Craycroft and 22nd. Call us at 520-745-4746. Come on down and get your barbecue on. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Ken Alexander on Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander, the podcast. And I'm here with the doctor, uh -huh, uh -huh. Dr. Andre Jones. Yeah. And it's time, that time again, for us to answer a listener question. So, so Dr. Jones, what's the question today? The question of the day comes from Don from Norfolk, Virginia. It's getting cold over there. Right, Norfolk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Fucking I mean, cool. had a lot of rain go through there, but yeah, I guess in the wintertime it does get kind of cold. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah, so, yeah. So what is Don's question? So here's what he's saying. He's like, you know, when he's grilling or barbecuing, he notices, especially right now during this time of year, his temperature keeps going down. He can't keep his temperature up. Oh, when wintertime. He's, yeah, wintertime. during the wintertime. Yeah. So he's asking, what can he do? to keep that temperature from going down, especially during those freezing temperatures. Yeah. And you know, we just talked about turkeys on the show too. Yeah. Turkeys, you know, sometimes I, I know I used to try and smoke them late or really early in the night in the wintertime where it's always November. Right. Right. Even Tucson at night, you know, tempers drop way down. Yeah. So it's hard to maintain unless you have a, like electric smoker or pellet grill or something like that. But especially if you're using wood or some other, I mean, but even if you're using those, you could use more energy if you simply insulated Mm. your smoker. Really? Right. So it's kind of three things you could do. Depending on what kind of smoker you have, there the manufacturer may make a insulation jacket. Oh, really? Right, right. And you could purchase an insulation jacket that if they have it for your particular smoker or Mm -hmm. grill, then it's going to fit perfectly. I like that. Now, if they don't, if you can't find an insulation jacket, then also you have some other options. You could use an insulation blanket. And so typically these insulation blankets, or you could also use a welding blanket, they're going to have aluminum on the inside. Oh. There's going to have a layer of aluminum on the inside. Yes. And then you can wrap those around the grill mm-hmm. or the smoker mm-hmm. and you just kind of wrap them around there where they fit that you want to avoid the firebox. Right, of course. Part of, the, part of it. So you can take it and you could trim it, you know, use some type of little exacto knife mm-hmm. or some type of knife, some type of tool where you could just basically cut the Insulation blanket yeah, in the shape of your smoker that's or grill or- Brilliant. Uh, especially if, you, if you're smoking something that's going to be overnight mm-hmm. and it's going to be freezing. Or if you're just smoking during the daytime in a place that it really gets cold. Where right. The, yeah, where the temperature really drops mm-hmm. to low. Mm-hmm. And so you could put together this little insulation blanket and you can find that where you could it just- blanket and put that around the smoker or the grill and then or you can also use a welding blanket but be careful dealing with a hot grill and also make sure again that you do not cover the smoke box with this blanket but yeah that'll help you maintain the heat that you need and you'll be using less fuel than mm-hmm. if you're trying to keep a certain temperature and it's freezing outside yeah you're fighting 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 against the cold you're not only trying to keep temperature you you're fighting against mother nature Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and trying to trying to hold that temperature freezing temperature and you don't win against mother nature yeah (laughs) very rarely or almost never Never. win (laughs) against mother nature no so uh that's the answer all right. Uh, that that's my recommendation, Don. All right, Don, you heard the answer. All right. Thank cool. you very much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh we look forward to our listener questions. So please feel free to uh drop them on. 
either by going to canshardwoodbbq.com, clicking on podcast and leave your questions right down below the page, or by giving us, or just sending us an email, go to getyourbbqon at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Dr. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels like I got to memorize. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. So, Dr. Jones, it's yes. time to check in with the doctor. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. Our grill master in training, Dr. Andre Jones. Yeah. How did you do with the pork belly? I don't know if I did it right. <laughs> That's what? all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I don't even know how else to explain this other than I don't know how I, I don't know if I did this right. So let me explain. In story form, In though. story form. All in story all right, form. All okay. Right. So I, I grilled both nights on Saturday and Sunday, actually. I, I was kind of by myself, and I was like, you know what? Tonight on Saturday was like, I'm grilling a salad. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it looked great. I have pictures. I'll send you pictures. Wow. Um, and upload pictures, too. I got some uh, lettuce. I had some onion. And I got some cucumber, mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan of cucumbers. I don't wow. think I've told you that. I'm a big, right. big fan of cucumber. Mm -hmm. So I had all those together and I was like, okay, I have the time, but I'm missing something. What am I missing? And I actually went back to the episode, which was our first episode when we became totally podcast. Right, Basically, right. check that out. Uh, I uh, um, forgot the rosemary. Mm. So I had to run back to the store. I got some rosemary. Then I picked up some burgers. Be proud. They weren't frozen burgers <laughs> <laughs> All right. however they were already like cut out right 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 but i but just they had were to see fresh them. yeah, yeah they're normally nice they fresh. have them in the, you can get them in the meat counter yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i got some fresh burgers and i mean there are some thick burgers too which okay. was great mm -hmm. and um i set everything up and i got my rosemary and i i made my own solution Right. I got the uh, heated up the hot water mm -hmm, mm -hmm. put the rosemary in the time and it smelled great Oh, oh my wow, gosh, wow, it was smelling wow. good. So this is making your little spritz. Spritz, yeah, right, uh huh? Right, yeah, right, I got right. my spritz all together. So then I went ahead and I started, I followed your instructions. I mm -hmm. follow, I started with the onion and the cucumbers first. Right, right. All right, I'm like, let me start with those first. And it got some really good grill marks on them. Mm -hmm, mm, mm -hmm. Super good, super, mm -hmm. super good. And then I went on to the lettuce. Right. Now, when you say they cook fast, <laughs> that's an understatement right. <laughs> very now what, fast now what kind of lettuce did you have i got the romaine lettuce romaine, no right. nice no, yeah i got the big old head of romaine lettuce cut yeah. it up you know to the best my ability and i just i i didn't use all of it i just wanted a good yeah. piece that's gonna just fit me because yeah. it was just me and the puppy and so I threw the lettuce on there. I closed the lid. I swear I blinked and opened it up. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I had to flip them. But I was spritzing them. It really kept them alive and moist, which was right, so, right. Was so nice. Were they still crispy? Yes, they were right. still crispy. All I right, had it right. like, it was like this fine, oh, my gosh. Let me, let me just put this together. Let me, let me show you. So what happened is I got the lettuce. And usually I don't do this. Usually I just put bacon on my burgers mm. and call it a day. I don't mm. like to put lettuce or onion or anything else. But I'm like, you know what? Lettuce onion, barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. Let's have this. It was the best burger I've <laughs> ever had and I ever made for myself. Wow, wow. So I'm salivating just thinking about it right now. <laughs> it was so good. I took one bite in there and it was just like the heavens were just singing to me. Wow. <laughs> so good. So, so, so good. And again, the rosemary and the thyme and the water, great. This is great. 
It's it, outstanding. It was good. Now, yeah. if I backtrack this a little bit, a couple hours before, <laughs> <laughs> I went to a local meat market okay. to pick up some pork belly. Pork belly. And I said, I would like some pork belly. They're like, okay. And all they had was this five pound pork belly. Wow. That's a lot of pounds. It was big. Yeah. I looked at it and it said pork side. And I'm like, what do you mean pork side? Remember what we said? Center cut pork belly. Oh, Lord. Center cut That's pork That's probably belly. where I went wrong. <laughs> Can I tell you the rest of my wonderful story? <laughs> Please of, do. Of trying Please to grill do. this pork side. Pork side. Yeah. So I imagine it's a little thicker than it's, what we talked about. Yeah, very thick and it had skin on it. And it was very, oh gosh. Anyway. So let's pretend I didn't know this because <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I get home and I have to thaw it out first, right? Because it's uh, frozen. Frozen. So I'm waiting for it to thaw out and I'm like, okay, that's fine. It can thaw out. By the way, I hadn't seen the side of the skin. I did, all I saw was the, the side oh, of the, other the side. meat. Yeah. Right, so I was right. like, okay, cool. This must look like it. I waited for the defrost later on that night and I was like, okay, let me go ahead and work on this bad boy and let me make sure I get him nice and uh, uh, put my rub on him. Rub on Just him. Just rub him down. wrapped up, rub him down. And then I looked and I was like, well, this is Ziploc bad. I need plastic wrap. This is not going to work. Mm -hmm. So I run back to the store, go get some plastic wrap. There was no plastic wrap left. What? I'm like, what the heck? Who steals all the plastic wrap? Like, what the <laughs> heck? So and I'm like, okay, I'll just use aluminum foil, whatever. So this is probably where it went wrong. Like this whole story is where it went wrong, wow. like from the beginning. Mind you, the local meat market, mind you, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. I'm like, I could grill that. I could grill that. I could grill yeah, that. Yeah, I got to yeah, try, yeah. try that. I got to try that. I got to try You know, and and the guy probably looked at me like this guy has no idea what he's doing. And I'm like looking at him going like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but I try to play it off because I'm cool. Right, right? right Because there, right, there's, right. A key, uh, there's a pretty lady across the way, you know, I'm trying to play it cool. Like right, I know right, what I'm doing. Right. I have no idea what I'm doing, by the way. <laughs> so I marinate the, uh, <laughs> marinate one side. I flip it so over and I'm like, what the heck is this? Right. Right. You see the fat on it. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I guess nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'll just wrap it like this and I'll deal with it tomorrow. You know, I'm like, once it thaws out and like fully thaws out and everything else, it'll be good. So the next day comes around <laughs> and I pull it out and I grab a knife and I try to cut off this, the skin side. And I'm like, Huh, it's not getting cut off. And it's like it's 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 hard. It's really 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 hard. Right. And I'm like, so like what is uh, this? Cuz you kind of slip it through the fat on yeah. the underside of the the side, yeah. And just kind of trim it all off that way. Yeah, so pretend like I didn't do that. <laughs> Let's continue <laughs> on in the story. <laughs> so, I didn't do that because we're pretending I didn't do that. So I set up my grill for indirect because I have a little cheat to do mm -hmm, indirect mm -hmm, heat. Mm -hmm. I get it to 225, which I'm very proud of. And I also create my little hickory smoke pouch. Right. So I was like, I want yeah, some hickory good. flavor hickory, in it. Hickory, yeah, we good with pork. Yeah, pork yeah, yeah. So I get my pork belly or pork side, whichever one you want to call it at this point, my piece of meat, there we go, onto yeah. my indirect grill. And I'm fighting with this thing because this thing is big and heavy. It's like five pounds. So I'm like trying to adjust it and have to adjust my grill accordingly. I get it adjusted. I close the lid. And I was like, okay, 165 and then we'll wrap it up and then we'll get it to 200. I still followed those steps. 
However, when I went to go flip it over, which was hilarious, I wish there was like a camera to see me flip it. I got my tongs out to flip it. Yeah, my tongs couldn't flip it because it was starting to flop everywhere. So oh, I had okay. to use my like hands yeah, in a yeah, sense yeah. to so kind of flip it over, right? To flip it. When I flipped it, the skin was beginning to come off. Hmm. It was getting to like, it was getting crispy and coming off. So I was cutting that off as I went on. Meanwhile, the meat is looking really good. It's looking really, really good. Mm -hmm. So I get it to 165, as opposed to. I wrap it up in aluminum foil, put it, I spritz the bad boy with like apple juice galore because mm -hmm. I use, in my rub, I use apple wood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and hickory. Okay. So okay. I was okay. like trying to keep those flavors in there. Mm -hmm. So I, I wrap it up real good, put it back on the grill, close it up and said, all right, you got to get to 200. I'm like I, I'm determined to get it to 200. Got it up to 200. I got it up to like 205, just to make sure. Mm. Just to make sure. Pulled it off. Well, it's done at 145. Right. So I'm like overkilling it to killing <laughs> it because I'm trying to compensate for whatever the mistake was, like right. buying pork side instead of, you know, right. center slice. So, anyways, I open it up and I take a, uh, I let it rest for 15 minutes and I took a bite and it actually was really good. Should have been really good. It was really, really good. It was very, the flavor was there. Like the apple juice was really good in there. There's a lot of apple flavor in there, which was really, really good. On the other side, though, was just a lot, a lot, a lot of fat. Just a lot, a lot of fat. And I'm like, I have no idea what I did. Yeah, well, one of the things you did is that you bought a piece of meat with a lot, a lot of fat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, a lot of so fat. So there's a couple of things you could have done. Yeah. One is you, if you were going to buy a pork side, you could just have started with some of that fat and just trimmed it all off. Oh. And then also what you could have done is simply cut it. You didn't uh -huh. have to cook the whole five pounds. Yeah. Once you thought it, you could have put maybe cut it in half. Yeah. Or cut it into the size you wanted to cook. You could have seasoned all of it mm -hmm. and then wrapped it and you could throw something in the freezer or whatever you want to do. Uh, and right. Cook it again. Yeah. And the other thing is that if you still wanted to cook it with the fat on it, you could just score it. So you just take a knife oh, and cut through yeah. and then just cut these like little squares yeah. all the way through it. So score mm. the fat. And then what happens is as it's cooking, then that fat could render and, and then oh. that fat would start reducing. Yeah. Right, as you cooked, especially with the fat mm. when you had that skin side down. Yeah. So they could have did it then plus, you know, it would help it get crispy. So there's there's nothing wrong with cooking pork butt with the skin on. Yeah. It's just a different process. process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but it sounds like it still tasted great. It did. And, oh my gosh. Uh, if you were to like slice it and trim it and you didn't want as much fat, but yeah. like I said, you can still slice it, make some nice slices, yeah. throw them in a pan, throw them on the grill. Awesome. And yeah. Be, and, and it would be awesome. Yeah. I actually did. I scored some of that fat right, off. Right. Yeah. Right afterwards. And now it's not a, thick piece of meat it's nice and small i'm ready to grill you know all put, right i'm ready to put it on a skillet and see what i create <laughs> with it see what i could do with this next all right i'm like but it sounds like it's flavor packed oh though. my gosh totally totally it doesn't taste like just straight pork all right which is good that's what i wanted and i was thinking put barbecue sauce on it i'm like no no let's just keep that apple flavor in there and let's mm. see what happens so yeah. yeah well i guess the thing is that not starting with the center cut yeah 
But by not starting with the center cut, I think you still did a good job. Thank you. And it, you still cooked it, cooked it to temperature. Yeah. And it still tasted great. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of the reasons, like I said, that we want to go with the inch, inch and yeah. a half thick center cut, cut. pork. Yeah. Pork belly. Makes sense. But uh, I'd still have to give you a passing grade, Dr. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well we're going to check in with you next week. Yeah. And see what uh, what the doctor grilled. Yeah, maybe I'll get a smoke. turkey. And, <laughs> and we will, uh, you know, it's that time. So yeah. it's time for us to take a break. Yeah. We will be right back with our remarkable guest, Candace Thomas. And she's going to talk to us about acupuncture and food toxicity. So hang on in there. We will return shortly. Thank you. Octavia Social Media Strategies is a digital marketing firm that has the perfect solutions for your services. We offer website development, social media marketing, and video marketing to ensure your business a winning edge amongst competitors. We are a proud, locally Black-owned business serving the Tucson area, and we are offering a special for you, a free digital marketing assessment. All you have to do is contact us at 520-777-3540. That is 520-777-3540. Or visit us at www.octavia.social. We are an entrepreneur's first choice to be seen, be known, and be the expert. Hey, welcome back to Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander, the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm here with the doctor, uh-huh. Dr. Andre Jones. Here, here, here. And we have a remarkable guest today. Ooh, who Can- is it? Who is it? Who is it? Candace Thomas. <gasps> Yay. Okay, yeah, cool. Go, 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 go. Yeah, she's here. She's going to talk to us and educate us a bit on acupuncture. And she's going to talk to us about food and food toxicity. And, uh, you know, Candace, uh, she's very humble, but she has, for the past two years, won the Arizona Daily Star Reader's Choice Award for Best Acupuncturist. Yeah, so... Candace, it is our pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting <laughs> to be here. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, you know, it's congratulations yeah. are in order for the 2020 Arizona Daily Star Reader's Choice Award. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. And likewise, congratulations to you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we were thanks. both excited to win. Right, right, right. Yeah, Ken's Harwood Barbecue. That's it. It was a pleasure to, uh, to well, win that award. It's a different kind of feeling when you know people had to vote for you. Right, right, right. You know, right. Uh, people really went out of their way to make it known they thought you were the best. I feel like that's really special. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is great. Lightworks Acupuncture has been around a while. When when did you start the the business? 2012. 2012. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So how did you even get to Tucson? So I am from the Detroit area. Okay. And I fell in love with a man who got a job in Tucson. And so I moved with him here to Tucson, having never seen it for. Really? I arrived on the 4th of July, 1994. It was 113 degrees (laughs) and looked like I had moved to another planet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I love Tucson. 
Yeah, you know. I feel so at home here. I've mm. been here since 1994. And wow. I just think it is the most comfortable place to be. It's got, I think, the coolest, most laid back, mm. friendly kind of people here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We really enjoy Tucson. Yeah, too. Absolutely. It's a absolutely. great place to be. Yeah. Great place to be. Yeah. So what made you decide to get into acupuncture? It was not anything I planned on growing up, you know. <laughs> I, I was surprised to find myself interested in it as well. I had always been interested in health. I had gotten my degree at the University of Arizona in a pre-med degree, molecular and cellular biology. Wow, wow. science. Um, uh, yes, yeah, and very with science. minors in math, chemistry, physics, and English. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's a lot of minors. So I was, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> academic wow. and love school. Yeah. Okay. But while I was in school amongst other pre-med students, I could see that I did not fit in. Oh, okay. <laughs> that we didn't really think the same thoughts. And I don't know, it was when I really started realizing I'm not like other people. I have more <laughs> alternative thoughts and other people. You know, mm -hmm. I'm getting this degree where we're studying, we're looking at the function of a cell, we're looking at plant cells, human cells, animal cells. And I'm always blown away by the order of it and the, mm. the genius behind it, how it all works. Right. And it's all so simple and nothing is wasted. It's all recycled. And mm -hmm. it was just so genius, you know, and my peers want to talk about like, which specialty was going to earn the most and, wow. you know, <laughs> which ones, yeah. you know, has the lowest malpractice insurance, right. and, you know, right. I mean, it was, nobody was impressed like I was by like the yeah. awe of it. Right. You the know? magic of it. Right. <laughs> the magic right. of all of it. Yes, yeah. 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 Exactly yeah. It. So I did not pursue medical school. Oh, and oh. I didn't really know what I was going to do instead. I went into real estate just oh. by finding my way there. Mm -hmm. right. Um, and I worked in real estate for many years. And it was not until I started getting migraines that I started trying alternative medicine myself. I had tried everything Western medicine had to offer, pills, all kinds of, you know, and it was only getting worse, not better. Hmm. And I'm like under 30 at this point. Like, why wow. should I be this ill? And why yeah. should I be taking this many prescriptions? Mm. And why does it, you know, my insurance paid for six migraine pills a month at a time that I was taking 25 or so. Oh, wow. And so to buy a new oh. pack yourself that insurance wasn't going to cover and you had to pay was $600 oh. for six pills. My God. So I was desperate to find mm -hmm. another way. Yeah. And acupuncture and also the blood tests that I now offer were the cure to my headaches. And I just fell in love with alternative medicine. I just was so amazed at how much it changes your whole life, not just your body. It changes the way you think and the way you feel about your relationship to your body. And mm. I've never looked back. I just think it's so amazing. And I really enjoy helping other people find that for themselves now. Wow. Wow. That's a, that is a great journey. Yeah. Uh, so this is a great time to go ahead and ask you because a lot of people, there's a lot of mystery mm -hmm. uh, with just the public on what is acupuncture. Can What is acupuncture? Yeah, people hear that it has something to do with needles and that's just really the last they need to know. They're done mm -hmm. finding <laughs> yeah, out anything yeah. more <laughs> because we all associate needles with getting shots or getting right. your blood drawn and it's just nothing like that. It's 
it's not a hollow needle like a hypodermic needle is. Mm -hmm, it's about one mm twentieth -hmm. the size of oh. a hypodermic needle. They're wow. so fine; they're almost like hairs, mm -hmm. and so you they don't hurt when they break the skin. That's what everybody is imagining: is that yeah. you're agreeing to be stabbed all over your body, you yeah, know? But yeah, yeah. you don't really feel it breaking the skin at all. Huh. And so what it's doing is the needle is stimulating specific activity at that site. There are over 400 acupuncture points all over the body, and they each have their own set of signals that they send the brain. And when you are putting a needle there, you're kind of like turning on the switch. You're mm -hmm. activating the healing instructions that travel from that point to the brain, which then can affect the whole nervous system. Wow. Oh. So it's like messages, turning on messages. Correct. So when people ask like, well, what does acupuncture treat? Mm -hmm. It treats almost anything because wow. your really? body has some signals to the brain. It could be hormones. It could be pain. It could be poor blood circulation. It could be high blood pressure. It could anything. There's a point that corrects it. Wow. So not only is it correcting the way your energy is out of balance in this moment, mm -hmm. it's also working on deeper trends that have been happening over your lifetime. Your energy starts zigging when it should zag because of whatever your life experiences have been. And we start developing illness over time. And so the acupuncture mm -hmm. can correct the problem that you came in for today, but it can also start working on undoing the deeper stuff. So it's really meant to be preventative medicine. Right, wow. right. I know from personal experience and acupuncture really helped me in my life. I had a chronic foot injury and I had been to podiatrists. I had been to orthopedic surgeons and different things and nobody could help me. But it wasn't until I tried acupuncture that the pain went away. And uh, actually, I want to thank you again for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very welcome. And working with you on your foot actually taught me something that I have used forever after. We were making so, so progress. And then one day you said, hey, I'm going on a golf trip. Is there anything you can do for my hips? I'm tight in the hips and I want to have a good swing. So I added hip points to the mm -hmm. treatment I was already doing on your foot. And you texted me from wherever you were golfing and said, oh my God, my foot is like cured. Wow. <laughs> and so that's when I discovered that a lot of that plantar fasciitis type stuff actually starts at the hips uh -huh. and it's radiating down the foot and having you put pressure wrong on the foot. And so you know, you just continually learn how the whole body talks to each other, you know, right. and it's yeah. not an isolated problem. It's usually connected to the systemic picture. And right. so it's always about treating the whole person, even when it's a specific problem. That's great. That that pain I had stopped me from playing basketball and I had had it for like at least five years. So Whoa. I was really happy Yeah, <laughs> that day when I did feel the pain. Yeah. So. Wow. Right. So. You know, when you look at your website and it, you see this thing called the Lightworks approach, what is the Lightworks approach? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so I named my practice Lightworks Acupuncture because yes. there's this concept of being a light worker. Mm -hmm. A light worker is somebody who is trying to heal through positivity mm -hmm. and through kindness and 
I wanted my medical practice to reflect that we want to treat the whole person and we want to help you be happy with your whole life, not just right. the pain you came in mm -hmm. with. And so I became very interested in how could you create a medical paradigm that would address the whole person, mind, body, and spirit right now here at this appointment. That's considered integrative medicine when, mm -hmm. when the practitioner is trying to integrate mind, body, spirit, and they're also trying to integrate many practices to mm -hmm. address that. Okay. And so the Lightworks approach is basically assembling several important areas that contribute to your wellness and trying to touch on all of them at the same time at every appointment. Okay. Um, so to help help address the whole person. So acupuncture itself is working on the body. Mm-hmm. I found that there's more, acupuncture is over 5,000 years old wow. and it's still around because it still works, you right. know, it has not right. faded away right. because it is still relevant. Yeah. However, we've got some modern illnesses that I think even acupuncture cannot reckon with. And those mm. are food toxicities. Oh, um, toxicity. Yeah. Right. So that is a piece. I mentioned the blood test that I took to discover the source of my migraines. Mm -hmm. And that was a food toxicity test. And it was so life changing to me. It gave me information I had never heard of before. No MD had ever talked to me about it before. It was a naturopath who introduced me to it. And it is this super cool blood test that identifies which foods you are having a toxic reaction against. Toxic reaction. Right. And so that's not the same as an allergy. It's hmm. a different response than an allergic response. It's a different form of your immune system taking action. And Basically, we all have an unknown list to us of foods that our body thinks are foreign invaders. It doesn't acknowledge that it's nourishment. It thinks it's an attacker and it launches inflammation in the body. And these could be foods you have been eating every day of your life since childhood. Wow. As you know, eggs is in the top five. 80% yeah. of people who take this food test come back as having a, a toxic reaction to eggs. Mm. And how many eggs have you eaten in your life, right? right, right you know, right. and so this is the real reason we have so much inflammation in our bodies and inflammation is the root of all disease. Any diagnosis that you end mm. up with started as inflammation. And it just seems to me so important for people to understand that you're poisoning yourself. If you're having headaches every day, if you're having stomach pain every day, if you're having pain that won't heal no matter how much you work on it, your body is struggling in some way. There's something going on that's actively harming you and keeping you from healing. And so you, I offered this blood test as part of the Lightworks approach to teach people what foods they should eliminate from their diet. And this has been transformational for people's health. And I believe it's really maybe one of the main reasons that I win Best Acupuncturist is because I, I, people who have been on medical disability for years, people who are in and out of hospitals, mm -hmm. it is just amazing to watch people completely return to health once they eliminate wow. these foods. Yeah. The amazing part of this is that, you know, I see a lot of commercials that are pushing pills and drugs mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and they seem to always talk about whatever's going on with you causing inflammation. Right. And I've seen some articles about inflammation and causing illness and sickness, but 
I've never seen anybody say it's probably has something to do with the food you eat. Yeah. Right? That's, no, you should take this pill. Is yeah. Right. Really yeah, what yeah. you should do. By right? the way, it has side right. effects. Yeah. yeah, the pill has or cost you know six hundred dollars or six hundred dollars. Right. You know? I mean, <laughs> right. no matter what it is, let's avoid taking all of these prescription meds if we could just tweak our diet and be healthy. So as yeah. simple as tweaking your diet and to reduce the inflammation or end the inflammation. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. And then the other part of the Lightworks approach is the personality test that I offer because personality, right? Really, mind, mind body, and soul. Now, right. Yeah. Right. So your personality type has a lot to do with your attitudes about things. Mm -hmm. And they're often unexamined. We have not really asked ourselves, what do I believe? What's my attitude about food? What's my attitude towards exercise? What beliefs do mm -hmm. I have? But mm -hmm. actually, these different personality types have different attitudes built in, and they end up leading to a lot of resistance against healthy activities. It's sort of blocking you from being your best self. And so I feel like introducing my patients to this concept and helping them learn about their personality type helps them kind of start questioning the attitudes that they've had, the resistance that they've had against the proactive steps you need to take to become a healthy person. You know, right. we hmm. all say we're going to start working out, but then we don't get around to it. <laughs> right. We all say we're giving up sugar, but right. then that donut called your name. Exactly. You know, and so there are reasons why you find mm. that hard to reckon with. Wow. And so to me, learning more about your own hardwiring is very empowering and helps make new choices and new changes much easier to make. Mm -hmm. And then as a practitioner, it allows you to really get to know your patient yes, inside and out. It has been the first appointment. Pretty much everybody who comes for acupuncture for the first time, they have no idea what to expect and they're very anxious. Mm -hmm. They're generally fearful. They don't know what to expect. Yeah. And by starting with the personality test, yeah really is a shortcut to building rapport with mm -hmm. someone you've never met before and having some insight into how they're hardwired. It really helps me steer the conversation directly towards the problem areas. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. like, for example, I had a young woman who came in once. She was in her 20s. She looked very fit and healthy. She was athletic. She had had mystery back pain for a year she'd been getting x-rays and physical therapy and nobody could identify why she was having back pain. But when I learned that her temperament was the type one, which we often call the perfectionist. Oh, like, yeah. They're a very uptight, mm -hmm. serious. They have very high standards for themselves. Mm -hmm. They tend to hold their breath a lot. They tend to hold their body very stiff mm -hmm. and rigid. And just by knowing that she was a type one, I knew to start looking at her posture, to start paying attention to how she's breathing. I even asked her if she had control issues around image. Wow. And she admitted that she had struggled with anorexia for years. Mm. So, you know, I mean, I knew her in five minutes and was yeah. able to find kind of the heart of what's going on for you. Yeah. So in her case, the mystery back pain was actually constipation from not breathing down into her belly. She was always wow. holding her breath. And I showed her how she was really not getting any movement down into the lower Ooh. half of the torso. Yeah, And that if she would, I had her, I told her about a tea. She can start drinking and get things moving, but also yeah. to start noticing breathing all the way down into the belly. Right. Yeah. Deep and breathing in a diaphragm. Yeah. One appointment cured 
the back pain. Wow. And I think Get it was not here. so much the acupuncture as it was her insight into mm-hmm. how she was holding herself yeah. and all the tension she was kind of feeling all the time. Absolutely. She had not noticed that. She said that that was really a life-changing realization for her. Well, yeah, she so would have went to another doctor. They would have done x-rays or they right, would have done this. They would have right. done she that. She ended up with a prescription. Right? No, the, no <laughs> doubt. Right, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. If not back yeah. surgery, at worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So again, this is holistic medicine. It's trying to really work with the real you instead of just force yeah. stuff on you. you it teaches you book. how to work with yourself. Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. seems like it's by the book. Okay, well, if you're having this, let me look at this book and it's, okay, this is the issue. Correct. So therefore, let me go, where you are coming from an approach of like, no, let's really explore you and right. see what what's going on with you. Right. Yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, well, it's time for us to take a break and we're going to come back with Candace Thomas and we're going to talk more about this personality test. Very good. We'll be right back. Hey, Tucson, do you have a hankering for some good old down-home cooking? Well, you're in luck. Along with our award-winning barbecue, we have southern fried catfish, mac and cheese, collard greens, fried okra, peach cobbler, sweet potato pie, and much more. 745-4746. That's 745-4746. Or visit our website. Come on down to Ken's Hardwood Barbecue and get your barbecue on. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Ken Alexander on Get Your Barbecue On, the podcast. I'm here with the doctor. Uh-huh. And we're here with our special guest today, Candace Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we left, we were talking about this personality test. What What is this personality test that you were talking about? Okay, I'm going to say it, and then you're going to wonder what I just said. <laughs> right, right. It's, right. Ca- it's called the Enneagram. 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 E-N-N-E-A gram and enya is latin for nine okay and gram means picture so it's a personality typing system that identifies nine personality types Hmm. wow and it's a personality typing system that's been around for almost a hundred years now Hmm. but it's really emerging as perhaps the best one because it really allows for understanding personal growth and so it's not only a picture of where you're at, at now, but where's the greatest potential for you? Where ultimately could you go if you could get over yourself? Basically, if you wow. could, if you could get reckoned with some of those resistances and obstacles that I was mentioning, then you are on like a super highway to becoming your wow. best self. So it's wow. very very empowering, and it has many many applications. So what has been the value of the enneagram in your practice? As we discussed before, it's great for building rapport. So Mm -hmm. it it really helps me and my patient build a sense of trust between us. But then also, part of what I love about acupuncture is that it's a therapy. Typically, you don't come in for just one appointment. You're coming in twice a week for four or five weeks or something like that. It's a series of appointments. And that gives me a lot more one-to-one time Mm -hmm. with a patient than like an MD would have. And so over time... What I do is I have sort of an order of questions that I ask that I'm checking in with everybody. So on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain level today? How long did you feel better after the last appointment? You know, all mm-hmm. the, and then my favorite question that I say for last is, how has your mood been lately? Mm-hmm. 
And so that really gets right into what's been going on in your life, yeah. right? So how has yeah. your mood been lately is, well, I'm really irritable because my husband have had like the 10th fight about the same thing. Sure, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, that's a personality type problem. Mm. You know, as soon as you start hearing what her perspective is versus what her husband's perspective is, I'm able to say, oh, well, you're clearly a type two and he's clearly a type eight. And you guys right. are not even having the same conversation about the same topic, right. you know? And so yeah. it just comes so naturally to point out to people when what they're reckoning with mm -hmm. has their personality type built in. Interesting. And so learning about personality types helps you become a happier person. It mm -hmm. helps you heal your relationships. It helps you embrace your strengths. It helps you mitigate your problem areas and you just start liking your life a lot more mm -hmm. and ultimately happiness is directly correlated to your health okay. yeah. you know so that's ultimately where i'm trying to get people is mm -hmm. wherever the problem is in your life it could be your health but it could be your relationships sure. it could be your finances it could be that you hate your job all of those things have your personality type right. playing a role and learning more about yourself helps you make new choices, which ultimately always circle back and benefit your health, sometimes wow. directly, sometimes indirectly. indirectly. But yeah. yeah, it's I think it's any health practitioner's top job is to mm. help patients find their way to their own happiness. Wow, yeah. That's fabulous. I guess you covered mind, body, and soul there. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like to tell people that if I can look at your tongue, feel your pulse, and know your personality type, I know all your dirty secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> so rumor on the street has it that you are writing a book. I'm so excited about this book. This book has been a long time coming. Yeah. One of the unexpected benefits of working with this personality typing system with patients all these years is I've been able to just start observing, do I see patterns in your health mm -hmm. that correspond to the patterns in your mind? Hmm. Does Ooh. your attitude produce certain kinds of ailments? And now that I've put in enough years and enough treatments to see there have been fascinating patterns which have emerged wow. as like each personality type has what I call a sabotage pattern wow. and that leads to a certain set of likely illnesses for you. Mm -hmm. wow. And so I presented this research at the Science of Consciousness conference this year. That was a really big deal for me. There's yeah. That's a really prestigious conference for academics. It's put on by universities around the world who have consciousness studies departments. Wow. And so these are mostly neurobiologists and physicists trying to prove consciousness in different scientific contexts. And so I was discussing how your personality type interferes mm. with your own conscious, with your sense of connection to yourself. It actually mm. interferes with it. And that is what I want to write the book about as well, is showing people what is vitality, what mm -hmm. are the behaviors you need to engage with to have vitality, how is your personality type interfering with engaging with those things, and what is the sabotage pattern and health patterns that are going to result if you don't wake up to yourself mm -hmm. and start making some new choices. Wow. So that sounds like a pretty prestigious conference, and that whole, you know, being a presenter there is... That, uh, I, extraordinary. I mean, to me, it was a huge honor. Uh, 
Deepak Chopra was a presenter. Wow. Dr. Andrew Weil was a presenter. So there were really big names there. Huge and, names. Yeah. Wow. So, I, you know, I and felt Candace so Thomas. privileged. And right. Right. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm the third. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But so, yeah, I hope to have that in print next year. All right. Woo. That's fabulous. Uh, so uh, you also have Myself, My Health. What is Myself, My Health? That's another business another company of yours right so mm. it's sort of my primary business as an acupuncturist that's lightworks acupuncture mm -hmm. and it's in person here in tucson arizona what ended up happening is a lot of my local patients wanted me to start working with their relatives who did not live in town oh, okay. and so i started creating programs that were basically all the mind body spirit stuff mm -hmm. except acupuncture all the stuff mm -hmm. i could offer by phone. I even the food tests that we do. I've set up a national program so that you could get your blood drawn wherever you live and have that food test done. And so myself, my health is the online version of my holistic medical approach. So you could book a phone appointment with me or a series of appointments with me. And we would look at your blood type, your wow. personality type. I would have you send me pictures of your tongue. And we would, <laughs> you know, basically do yeah. it all online together. Mm -hmm. wow. So it's a way of giving this holistic approach to America instead of just Tucson. Son, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wow. amazing. Wow. Oh, so myself, my health, that's your online business. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's in the final stages of being completed. I've been slowly building it and all the programs that we offer and i'm really proud of it it really mm -hmm. addresses everything that i'm trying to bring to people to learn more about how to be healthy oh, i love it great right. great great so you know we always ask our guests on the show as what has food meant to you growing up you said you grew up in michigan and mm. in your family because this is a barbecue show, but we're always interested how food, how you came up and how food brought the family together, whatever stories you have. But as you were a child growing up in Michigan, tell us about what food meant to your family. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yes, I'm from the Detroit area, and I don't know if you know that Detroit has a very large Jewish population. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and... I do know, but I live so in Detroit. So <laughs> I was born in a Jewish family, um, pretty liberal, not too religious of a family, but right. what you quickly learn about being Jewish is that it's a culture, regardless of what you personally believe, mm. that there's a culture mm -hmm. and a lot of it has to do with food oh, yeah. okay. and so i have a lot of positive associations with jewish cooking mm -hmm. and then also my grandmother who was the sort of classic jewish grandma which meant she cooked for you 24 hours uh -huh. a day <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> All right. she was really passionate about food and she was someone who would like take me out into nature to get the food wow. so my grandma would take me out to farms and we would pick berries and then we would come home and make pies mm. we went corn picking we pumpkin squash uh, you know michigan is farmland really and so there are all these amazing food stands out in the country where you can either go picking or you can buy it fresh but that was probably my favorite part of growing up with my grandma was learning how to pick the best food mm -hmm. how to mm -hmm. make the recipes and one of my favorite things that i ever inherited from her 
is this cookbook. Wow. That's from the 1950s. It's mm -hmm. called The Heart of the Settlement Cookbook. Mm -hmm. And on the cover, it actually says, The Way to a Man's Heart. <laughs> <laughs> so it was seriously That's, 1950s, right? right? Seriously <laughs> 1950s, for sure. Wow. But it's all this really old-fashioned, simple food, like how to make pot roast, mm -hmm. how to make mm. cabbage, how to, you know, right. how to make pancakes mm, wow. and in all the margins are all of her handwriting all of her little oh, no yeah and so i realized like wow all my favorite things she ever made are in this cookbook oh that's so cool yeah. so that's one of my most treasured possessions mm -hmm. so did you guys have big family gatherings uh, well we did and my father was a passionate food lover mm -hmm. and he had a an expression for his favorite food, which was HHM, which means heavy homemade. <laughs> heavy homemade. This is HHM. Right. I haven't heard that one before, but yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to like use that one. Heavy homemade. Heavy homemade. That's the real deal. That's right. right. Yeah, so he was really passionate about food and he was such a jovial person, my father. He was mm -hmm. kind of the life of every party and mm. he threw a lot of parties. He even had a special brand for his burgers. Like what? his initials. No he had way. A brand in the barbecue. He, he had could, a brand in his, wow. his initials. Yeah. Wow. My stepmother called that the ultimate yuppie Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> that he got his own initial brand for his burgers. Uh, wow. But yeah, so we hosted a ton of parties. There was always volleyball in the yard. There was always basketball in the driveway. Just mm -hmm. such a feeling of festivity. Yeah, just um, bringing the people together and yeah. enjoying each other. Yeah, and That's that great. is just sort of always what food does especially HHM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy homemade food. Heavy homemade. It definitely does. <laughs> wow. So nowadays, what you 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 came up, you had a you know, your grandmother taught you how to cook and yeah. gave you the gifted you the cookbook from the fifties. Right. <laughs> so man's, way to a man's heart. Yeah, way to a man's heart yeah. <laughs> right. So uh what do you do now? How are you cooking now these days? <laughs> well, fast forward to that day where I got the blood test result back. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> you know, so I definitely eat differently than I did growing up because right. I found out a lot of my staple foods mm -hmm. are a no no. Oh. So for me, wheat and eggs are probably the toughest ones where you're really making life changes in mm. in how you eat but you feel so much better eliminating those foods mm -hmm. that i've long since given up feeling sad for myself that i gave some of these things up it's been very positive to transition towards foods that you know make you feel great and help you control your weight better and so i'm more on the vegan side these days mm -hmm. um, i'll have some meat but i have found that dairy and I are not friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love cheese, but I don't love the extra 20 pounds that I'm carrying <laughs> because I ate cheese. Yeah. So again, I don't mind giving it up. It's okay. Right, right. So, well, and I know one of the things that you do as part of your practice is you help 
offer solutions to your clients as far as like alternatives to the foods that they can no longer eat and you post recipes and those kinds of right, things, right? Right, right. So I, when people purchase the food toxicity program with me, I've done a lot of extra support for them because what I found when I was going through that is basically your doctor just hands you this list like, okay, never eat any of these foods again. Bye-bye. Good luck with that. Oh, and no. you just feel like you've been hit by a truck. Yeah. You know, you like, I don't even know what to eat for dinner tonight now right. because you are having to eliminate foods you have always eaten. Mm-hmm. So when I began offering this blood test, I wanted to create more support for people in the beginning to make the transition. Mm-hmm. So I created a program where they're receiving emails from me, which are blogs or video blogs addressing different areas that are going to become an issue. Breakfast food is mm-hmm. often a problem because none of us can eat eggs or wheat. Those are like <laughs> right. two of them. So that <laughs> immediately yeah. sabotages breakfast. And going to restaurants, people are pretty stressed about having all of these special needs now and feeling like a high maintenance jerk at a Mm, restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm offering support that way. And then also I have a private Facebook group where I'm always posting pictures of healthy foods that were made with almond milk or, you know, some kind of gluten-free wrap or basically just trying to show people the products that are out there that are easy substitutes for what you had to give up and just trying to help people find Mm -hmm. their way to eating healthy. Oh, that's great. So do you have any like tips just Mm -hmm. for our listening audience? Any last minute, you know, closing tips? Hmm. (laughs) Well, the first one that came to mind is probably really boring and everybody's heard already, but it's really is so important, which is how much water are you consuming every day? Okay. So the rule of thumb is you take your weight, divide it in half. And that is how many ounces per day you should be drinking. Okay. So, and then you can even backtrack it. So say you weighed 200 pounds. So that means you should be getting 100 ounces of water a day. Okay, well, so a bottle of water from from the drugstore is 14 ounces, Mm -hmm. 12 ounces. So you can, okay, I need seven of these per day or I, you know, and so I should have three before lunch and four before bedtime, you know. I mean, to just get a little more intentional about Mm -hmm. how am I going to drink all this water? Because we all know that we should, but we don't have any habits around getting more water in. So that's my tip is to actually take a minute to think through how many bottles of water or glasses of water do I need to be drinking every day? Well, that's great. I can do that. That's easy. (laughs) (laughs) You can get that much water down. No. Right? <laughs> no. None of us I was just did. thinking about that. I was like, no, wow. That's so, yeah. when you said it, it was so simple and easy. Like, oh, that's easy. I mean, if you think about it, all the cells of your body yeah. are about 85% water. And oh. all of the functions in the body require water to be able to complete their functions. So just mm-hmm. muscle strength, mental clarity, yeah. anything you're trying to accomplish needs water to complete the process. So, we're all much too dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. I every agree. day I'm trying to get down 110 ounces of water. It's <laughs> a lot of water. That's a lot of water. <laughs> but, hey, hey I've still, I have my little liter bottle right here. There you go. I'm trying. Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> How does our listening audience contact you and find out about food toxicity and 
Yeah, acupuncture. How do they get in touch with you? Well, if you're not in Tucson, probably the most direct way would be my online business, which is myself-myhealth.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a contact me button there for a free 15-minute consultation where we can just have a phone call and I can find out what's been going on for you and direct you towards what would be the best approach for you. If you're in Tucson, my local website is lightworksacupuncture.com and you are certainly welcome to reach out to us through there or through a phone call and we can get you scheduled. All right. Well, Candace, it has really been a pleasure having you on the show today. Well, we're so happy. You know, you are our first healthcare professional on the show. I don't know if health and barbecue intuitively <laughs> are a match. So I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. No, no. You're our first health professional on the show and there is some healthy barbecue. So <laughs> Well, that's the thing is you can make it healthy if you yeah, know right. if you know what you need. Like so for me, I have black pepper on my list. Right. So that can interfere with barbecue. Mm-hmm. But and we have a barbecue sauce for you that does not include black pepper. I order so. it specially. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much. And we will be asking you to come back on the show mm-hmm. once you publish your book. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Extra incentive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you. So take care. Yeah, we have a terrific guest coming up. It's Elvin Sanders. Elvin Sanders is the owner, operator of Strike Fit Bowling. It's a bowling pro shop right here in Tucson. Uh, we're going to have Elvin on the show. He's going to be talking to us about bowling. What's going on with all this COVID thing in the bowling alleys? And he's going to talk to us about bowling equipment. Elvin also does some barbecuing at home. We look forward to having Elvin on the show. It's going to be very striking. Thank you very much. Please join us and listen in to our next Get Your Barbecue On with Ken Alexander, the podcast. We can be found on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on our website at kensharwoodbbq.com. Just click podcast and you can listen there. So please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you very much.